All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of the Passion Podcast. My name is Tyler, and we are joined by a very special guest today. She's a junior studying electrical engineering with a minor in sustainability. She has a huge passion for solar energy and has started to venture into the aerospace field. She has an extremely exciting, uh, diverse, and awesome background that we're going to get to talk about uh, and hear about a little bit today. And she has a huge passion for inspiring other women in STEM. Her name is Nicole, and we have the pleasure of having her join us today. Nicole, how are you? I'm doing good. Excited to be out of this chair. <laughs> Zoom <laughs> University, you know how it is. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. We're, I think we're getting close to the end, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a ride. It's been a ride for sure. The chairs, <laughs> the chair feels like it gets more and more uncomfortable the more days that go by. Yeah, sinking into it. Slowly. I know. <laughs> yeah, slowly but surely. I feel like I'm gonna need a new one soon. It's getting, it's getting its use for sure. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we'll hop right into it, Nicole. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Nicole Swan? So that's such a loaded question. It's a tough one. To, <laughs> it's a tough one to start out with. I'm a little nervous. Is this like a tech interview for a company? <laughs> but, um, so basically, I have always had a passion for the environment. Um, a funny story I like to tell when people ask me to tell them about myself is in seventh grade, we had this science fair. And in the science fair, we got to choose whatever project we wanted to do. And I decided I was going to prove climate change. I don't know where I got that from. Seven-year-old. Yeah, I was like, big ambitions. I can do this, sure. And like other people were doing like the Mentos, Coke bottles, like all that stuff. And obviously, um, that experiment probably wasn't valid. But um, that kind of just showed my early interest at like the environment and helping animals and things like that. I was really big like animal nerd growing up and I always thought I was going to be a vet my whole life until my senior year of high school. I even applied to like vet school like pre-vet programs and then I applied to electrical engineering and I was like where am I going to go? <laughs> Um, and I realized that with energy, I can make a greater impact on the world. So that's a little bit of like how I really got interested in solar energy and learning about why I wanted to help change it and working in that field. Yeah, awesome. What was your first kind of, um, what was your first experience and exposure to STEM in general? When did that really start? Um, I've always been a little bit exposed to it. My dad is a CS. He did CS. I was going to say he's a CS major, but he's out of college. <laughs> um, so he, he kind of pushed me away from STEM, honestly, because he's such a hard worker. So he was always like coding on his computer, staring at the computer screen, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't ever want to do that. And that's kind of what my like impression of STEM was at that point. I was like, oh, it's, you have to be this genius that like sits and types on a computer all day. So I was like, no, I don't wanna do that. But um, I really got exposed in high school when I had a couple friends on the robotics team. And I was like, you guys are nerds. Like, I don't wanna go on the robotics team. And they were like, come on, just like see how it is. Like we need more girls. And I was like, okay. So I like walked in and I was like, okay, yeah, I need to be here. <laughs> so I just kind of saw like the heavy machineries and everybody was like so into it. And I feel like in high school, it's kind of hard to find like a place where you can unapologetically like be yourself. And everyone there was just like so nerdy, so into what they were doing. And I was like, yeah, like you don't feel bad for being like, oh, I want to talk about this really cool thing or like whatever. So I really just wanted to be in that community. So that's kind of where I got my start. 
awesome. That's awesome. Um, you know, and, and I was, I did a little bit of STEM in, in high school. Most people don't know this about me because I was a business kid all of college and it's a completely different arena. And we talked a little bit about this beforehand, but um, you know, I got a, I got to see a little bit about, you know, the unfortunate barriers that there are uh, for women in STEM. I got only a t only the tip of the iceberg. I got to see it just a little bit because I was just kind of fresh into STEM. I was just at the starting stages of it. But obviously, you you know have a little bit more experience in that. Take me through a little bit. Talk to me through those barriers. Um, any personal experiences you kind of had with that, and how you kind of tackle that? Yeah. Um, so starting at a young age, I think the issue with I guess women going into STEM is you don't really see a lot of people like you. I think that's changed a lot now. I think there are a lot of great role models and there were great role models, but they weren't showcased. Like we always learned about all these Albert Einstein and Elon Musk and all these like really like prominent figures that were all male. And so um, you didn't really talk about all these amazing people like Ada Lovelace and like so many more women scientists that have made contributions for some weird reason. <laughs> so I think it's really hard to imagine yourself in a certain career or field when you don't see somebody that looks like you that's kind of already done it. And I don't think that's like something you actively think. I think it's like more intrinsic. You kind of just notice, oh, well, like that's not where my like people are. Like that's not what my kind of people usually do. And so it makes a larger barrier for you to go after STEM careers. And that goes for minorities too, right? Like if you don't see somebody that looks like you, you're like, well, why would I do it then? You don't feel accepted. So um, that was like a really big barrier for me growing up. Um, I think also the attitudes about who an engineer is, it's always like, oh, they sit in their little hole in the wall and they don't talk to anyone and they're like super smart and like they have no communication skills. And I, I talked to Tyler about this a little before, but we were talking about how I was actually business president of my robotics team for a while before I went into engineering. And so I was like, well, I'm talkative, like I'm girly, I'm feminine, like I can't be a STEM major. Like, no, that's not me. Like, I always just thought it had to be these super like smart genius people that like knew the answers off the top of their heads. Um, but then I realized that with hard work and I had a mentor in high school who was a woman. She was actually the, um, she was the, I was trying to say professor, like teacher of the class uh, of the engineering classes. And her name was Miss Wendell. And all the boys would like not take anything from her. And she kind of showed me that like, okay, you have to be like very confident. You have to be proud. You have to speak up for yourself. So um, she really paved the way for me and made me believe in myself. And so I think that mentorship has to continue. But I guess one of the weird things I faced early on when I kind of realized um, it was going to be different for me was in high school there was a guy who decided to send pictures to me and harass a bunch of other women on the team and that was like I was like 16 dealing with that already and like I had trusted him we'd like been friends like really good friends because he was my co-president on the team he was the engineering president so I had to go through all the work of like well you're not on my team anymore like I had to kick him off like stand up for all the other women on the team um 
and just like make it clear to the other men on the team that this behavior is unacceptable and things like that. And from then on, like there were no issues on the team or anything like that. And I'm not saying everybody will have those issues and things like that, but um, it was definitely kind of like shocking to be like, oh, this is the behavior, like this is the vibes I guess I was getting at such like an early age and I had to deal with that and then be the only president of like a 40 person team so that was just an interesting experience that I had early on. What motivates you in moments like that um, to I guess to continue to battle through those what 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 motivates you to continue? Oh I want to prove them wrong. <laughs> yes. I want to prove them wrong like I've <laughs> I'm a very strong independent woman. And so when people say that to me, it's like very easy for me to be like, okay, like see you in a couple of years. I mean, and then I was a NASA intern. So I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what more I can do than <laughs> continue to do that. But I even had a recent, not recent, a couple of years ago, an example freshman year, I had a sexist professor, which was an interesting experience. And he was talking trash about me to another student behind my back who was my friend and he was like oh little Nicole takes a little bit for the light bulb to go off like things like that and I I really had to I brought it up to my counselor like I just made a side comment and I was like no I don't want to report it like it doesn't affect me you know I was like it didn't bring me down like I was like I don't care I don't want to deal with it and she was like Nicole this is about you and that was like something I needed to be told and she was like there are other freshman women in that class that maybe don't feel as like on their two feet as you do, or don't feel as confident in themselves as you do. And she's like, and it's also about this professor is showing men in your class how they can treat women in industry. And that like really struck a chord with me. I was like, okay, I'll take it up. I'll talk to whoever you want me to talk to and stuff. Yeah. So you just have to be really like strong-willed and like not let it get to you and let those moments push you forward. That's awesome. Hey, I think one of the most powerful things you can do is just, you, you know, and I see it even just through your Instagram and like your social media, like you're, you're open, you're raw about it. And, and like you said, you're breaking stereotypes that are out there and you're proving things not through, you know, words, but just through actions. Like you just keep going and, and that's a really powerful thing. And I think, like you said, it, it, it's carrying the torch for, for people, you know, a little bit behind you. I think people think, uh, and, and I talk about this all the time. I think people think that you need to be a ton older to inspire people. And, and they go, oh, you're a couple steps ahead of some people in high school, but you're inspiring people in high school through, you know, through what you're doing and just putting yourself out there and, and continuing that. So awesome. Well, you mentioned it, you, you hinted at it briefly, but I do want to talk about your NASA internship. Um, Take me through just how that came to be, um, what that experience was like for you. Uh, I, I got to know. I've never met someone before that's worked or interned at all for NASA. Talk to me through that a little bit. Okay. Well, yes, it was a pretty surreal experience. It's still weird to talk about. It happened like about a year ago now. And so I'm always like, man, I peaked already. <laughs> I'm like, how I already achieved my goals. What, what am I going to do now? But um. I work in the solar defect lab on campus. I got that job freshman year, but it wasn't always just like a straight line. Like a funny story I like to tell is freshman year, I worked in a lab not doing anything solar or like electrical engineering related and I just stopped. 
I didn't talk to anyone. I was just like stocking like different like supplies and I would like write down all the chemicals that needed to be thrown out, like things like that. Like I wasn't really involved at all. And then I kind of was networking within the lab and I'd made some friends in that lab. And I was like, hey, so do you know anything about the solar lab on campus? Like kind of like slid it in and I was like, that's kind of where I want to be. Like, I was like, and she was like, oh yeah, I have a really good friend. Um, I'll introduce you to her. And then from there, um, my career in solar has skyrocketed. Um, I got the job there. I worked there for free for a couple months, just kind of to prove like I'm here to do work. I'm interested because it's sometimes kind of tricky with undergrads. You don't know, like you're still learning to balance your time. I, I'm sure you remember that you're still learning oh, how yeah. to life. So um, I think they're a little cautious. And then I was kind of upfront and I was like, hey, I want to work here this summer. Can I do that? Like freshman year? And they were like, oh yeah, we'll pay you for that. And I was like, okay so that's when i started getting paid to work there and that was like my dream and then um i was just working there and i got an email from my lab pi one day and it was talking about this lab there was like a bunch of stuff and i just like opened the email super quick on my phone like i was in a class like i shouldn't open this but i was like what is this email and i thought she was trying to send me to like another lab like it was like oh this lab on campus is doing these things and i was like those are interesting things but i got kind of sad because i was like She's trying to send me away. Like she doesn't like me. And then I read at the bottom and it's signed like my boss's name at NASA. And then it says like NASA, Glenn, like photovoltaics branch. And I was like, oh, um, and I was like freaking out because it was a letter from him to her. So she just forwarded me the email casually. Like it was just a letter. It was like, hey, I'm looking for an undergrad, like for my NASA lab. Do you have one? And then she was like, oh, yeah, I have one. And because I was the only undergrad in the lab. So at least I didn't have any competition. And so I called him up and I was just like, hey, I want to know more about your background, which was true. I didn't want to know that. But I kind of established that connection with my boss at the NASA branch. And then I didn't hear anything for like four months. Like, And I, I was like, oh, OK, I'll apply. And I like put in my application, whatever. And then suddenly I get an email and I was like, oh, it's going to be a rejection letter. like because I didn't really interview like or anything. And it was just like, oh, congratulations. You start at NASA January 8th. And then I just like threw my phone, was crying. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Cause it's just like one of those moments, you know, when you've like, you've done it. Like all this hard work that you've put in, all the struggles you've overcome, you're like, oh man, this can't be real. So for me, a little like, I was a sophomore. So that's like, that's like so, young i guess to have that opportunity but i've been working my i don't know if we can cuss my butt off <laughs> but um it was just so surreal and so it was scary though because i'm from arizona my whole life like i lived in awatuki so like 20 minute drive away and i lived in the dorms but still if I, anything went wrong you know parents down the street like things like that and so they were like oh you have to move to cleveland ohio in the dead of winter and i was like winter i don't <laughs> interesting so literally my christmas list was like snow boots snow snow <laughs> gloves uh ear all the stuff like, you are not had you do not have by living here yeah oh yeah i was like i have none of this <laughs> so um 
but I ended up moving out. They threw us in like a random group chat, like the NASA interns, and they were like, oh, find housing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I actually had to take a semester off of school to do my internship. So I did like, it's called a co-op in the spring semester. So everything worked out fine. I know people are scared to do that, but it's like, you can put your scholarships off a month. You just like tell them, hey, I'm gonna be doing this this semester. I'm working at a job, here's proof. And they say, okay, you you'll have the funding next semester. Like I still get eight semesters, no matter when the eight semesters are. I think that's just like a tidbit of like advice if anybody was thinking of doing that. But so I move out there, literally best experience of my entire life. I'll talk about it forever. Um, I met one of my best friends who I lived with. She was awesome. So she was from Alabama and that was hilarious because we were like driving in snow and ice and she had never experienced that either. And she was just like, I'm scared. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> so um, some of the best, like you would think the people that work there are cocky, right? And like, like all MIT and all like these like high end universities and like people that don't want to talk, but they were like, so down to earth, so nice, so humble, like all of us were like, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> like That was like the common thread. So um, it was amazing experience. I worked on something that's going to the moon in 2024, I think. So that's really exciting. And I was doing like um, solar testing and doing some other projects on the side and stuff. So was there like a moment or two when you were there that it was kind of like, like, oh my God, I'm doing this right now. Like, was there a moment you can remember where it was just like, almost like out of body experience? Okay, every day. Like, <laughs> I'm not even being dramatic, like every single day. Because we had gotten a routine, they had like a mini Starbucks there. And so me and all my friends would meet there in the mornings. And it's like, I was never more motivated to wake up <laughs> like in my entire life. Like it's one of those experiences every single day. I was like, okay, I'm getting up early. Like I was so excited to go. And then um, you'd work, you'd have lunch with your friends and then you'd work some more on these like amazing things and then we, all of my friends would meet at the gym after and just like just goof around like we weren't like really like hard working out and then we'd always be like oh where do we want to like go get dinner or like something like that like it was just such a surreal experience like that I was just every single day was amazing but of course it was in 2020 so COVID hit halfway through my internship so that was interesting to deal with they started giving us Fridays off like randomly not like off but they would like say like work from home and we were like yeah like <laughs> we were like working from home cool like and we thought it was a good thing and then one day it was like hey you should take your home stuff because you like your stuff at your desk home because I don't know if you're ever going to return to center and that moment was like like heartbreaking because you've worked so hard, you've moved out here, you're like accomplishing your dreams. And then it's like, well, this thing has come along, you know, and luckily all of us got to keep our jobs and NASA was super accommodating. They were like, you can stay in Ohio and work from here. You can go home and work from there if you want. Like you can quit and we'll still pay you if you need to deal with stuff. Like they were so, so accommodating, but I ended up moving home to Arizona um, and just like teleworking the rest of the summer. Oh, cool. That is so cool. Wow. 
That is awesome. That is, that is really, really cool. Um, well, awesome. And I, I want to shift gears a little bit now. Uh, and, and you had mentioned this. this is a question that I hadn't had on the, on the agenda yet. And, <laughs> and you brought a, you, you made such a good point and I have to mention it, uh, you know, about being multifaceted. You know, we, we want to discuss beyond just STEM because you are not just STEM. Um, so talk to me about some of the things passions wise, just things outside. Who are you outside of STEM? I guess is, is more or less what I'm going to ask now. Yeah, so a lot of my platform you've mentioned is really based on being multifaceted. Um, Like I've said a million times, like you always have this, I guess, idea of what an engineer is in your mind, but there's so many women and people that are just like breaking that stereotype. So something that a lot of people don't know, you can see right behind me is my guitar. Um, I was like either another career choice with me for me was Broadway in high school I was a theater kid so I kind of lived a Hannah Montana life sometimes I would like run to rehearsal do my scene run back to robotics like start the meeting and stuff so that was like really fun and my teachers in both were like really accommodating of it um, because that is my passion like acting singing Um, musicals I love like all of that and freshman year I actually performed at a bunch of ASU events um, like Focella, Barra Opening, like a couple other ones like open mic nights they would put on so I'm really excited for this pandemic to be over so I can get my guitar back out and start performing again. (laughs) So so that's a huge passion of mine. Yeah. Awesome. What was the best, uh, I guess, probably in high school theater play that you were in? Um, I was in freshman year, this play called, it was a musical called Pinkalicious. So (laughs) it was a children's musical, which is why I really liked it because everybody, I feel like when you do like big serious musicals like everyone's really stressed out but it was kind of like low stakes but like super high reward because like the kids would come out afterwards and they like hug you and they're like super happy to be there and it's like based on these books they love so like that's always an experience I think of and it was super fun you can do it all you really were living a Hannah Montana lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome all right I always end the show asking two questions. Um, we are the passion podcast. So I always like to ask, what is passion to you? That is a very interesting question. Passion to me is, I don't want to say, I feel like there's an answer where you can say, it's like, what gets you up in the morning? But it's like, I feel like sometimes engineering doesn't get me up in the morning. Like if I'm going to be honest, every day I'm not like so excited to just like sit in my Zoom lecture and do class. Like honestly, um, but it's knowing what I can do later. Like my passion is like my future self, if that kind of makes sense. Like I know I want to do ABC and I know I want to maybe be an astronaut one day. And like just the thought of like, maybe reaching that goal is like what pushes me forward like I want to better myself so I can have that opportunity or I want to better myself so I can I don't know like go on vacations to nice places and travel it's like things like that is like I guess life experience is like what passion is I think and what what people 
what who people want to be in the future I feel like that's what you like creates passion I know that was kind of like a weird roundabout way it's good no it's good I mean it's a it's a very loaded question because it, it can take it so many different ways which is why I like to ask people because it does I think every episode I've done of this every time I ask that question there's a silence for a couple of seconds it's like the me. thought yeah I see the gears turning and I love it I'm like it's it's raw it's like they're they got to think on the top of their head what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about passion uh, but yeah fantastic answer and I, I would agree with you 100 percent on that Last question I have for you, Nicole, for people who have, you know, some interest in, in STEM, you know, they might want to go down that career trajectory. Uh, you know, I know it's a very broad category when we talk about STEM in general, but what's a, what's a couple pieces of advice you have for them and someone who's potentially looking into pursuing a career down that route? So something interesting me and Tyler were talking about earlier, actually, was you do not have to be a STEM major if you're interested in STEM. So that's a piece of advice. At my internship, there were people that were studying art to do the art for them. There were people doing like media design and they would do like the, there's like a NASA magazine and it's like things like that and communications. So there's a ton of people needed to run businesses like SpaceX, Boeing, NASA. They need people that aren't engineers or else everything would fall apart probably. So, um, that's my first piece of advice. If you're passionate about STEM, science, space, you can find a company that has those things and you can do what you're good at or like what you want to do for those companies. Um, another piece of advice is um, really mentorship is really important. Finding people that you can look up to, whether it be on social media or a professor or a teacher or a boss even and keeping connected with them like even I returned from my NASA internship I got like all my mentors in my life t-shirts and I wrote them like just like long letters of like thank you for making me who I am and I think that's really important is thanking those people in your life that have really made you who you are and have propelled you and pushed you to get these jobs and go these places so definitely just like being very grateful for those people. Um, and I guess the last piece of advice is like super cheesy, but the sky is the limit. I mean, I never thought I would ever be in the aerospace industry. I thought I was just gonna work for a solar company and do that, but then I suddenly got all this opportunity and dipped my foot in and I was like, oh my gosh, I really wanna be here. I love it here. And so it's like trying new things and new industries and new places to find where you wanna be and you'll know, you'll like know when you know. So it's like falling in love. People say, you know, when you know, it's like, that's <laughs> how it is when you find where you can make your impact. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And just like falling in love, you can't find it unless you don't put yourself out there. And it's always what I tell people, where do I find my passion? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know where you're going to find your passion, but I know that you won't find it unless you take those chances. You put yourself out there and you'll sometimes find it in the most, you know, the most unlikely of places, like, like you said, and, and like you did, life is pretty unpredictable, but as long as you put yourself out there, I feel like, you know, you'll, you'll have a good chance of, of figuring it out. So, uh, awesome, Nicole. Well, thank you for joining us uh, for the show. She came with the fire outfit and she brought some fire answers. Um, for those being it, for those watching the YouTube, they can appreciate it. For those watching our Spotify, just know 
she has a great she's she brought the fit she made it happen today so <laughs> thank you for coming on nicole we really appreciate it if you guys want to follow her story we're going to link all of her social medias uh in our bio and stuff like that so continue along her story again it's inspiring stuff uh she's she really is putting out uh you know content that is uh, raw and and real uh and it's i know it is inspiring a lot of people because like we've talked about um people who are younger and the younger generation have have to have people to look up to to see you know i can see myself doing that because other people are so um thank you for joining us thank you for for uh for entertaining us for for uh, 20 minutes or so here today and thank you all for watching episode number five of the passion podcast make sure to subscribe for more and we also have a link if you want to join us and talk about your passions we're always looking for more people to talk uh, about this stuff constantly yeah it's a great time so go ahead and fill that out if you're you're interested but thank you all again for watching episode number five of the passion podcast and we will see you soon